Zombie Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. This is soon to be Jake. Jake, happy post week eight, halfway through the fantasy season officially. Unbelievable that we're at this stage of the season. How are you? I assume that you are all smiles, knowing that the Jets won the Battle of MetLife. Um, granted, it wasn't pretty, but hey, you'll take wins where you can get them. How are you, sir? Doing well, man. Got that right. Got that right. That that's very well said. Are you uh, Are you glad that you did not spend uh, waste two hundred and fifty bucks to go to that game? Oh, dude, I would have been absolutely miserable. That, that's why. <laughs> that's why, man. Like, I'm going to the Jets Bills game in Buffalo um in three weeks so i'm i'm like praying to god it doesn't rain man because that's that's not okay or any other um precipitation that falls from the sky that could potentially happen in buffalo no nah, not in november, november man not not in november that's way too early we sure at early, that time like earlier in november no nah, it's a that's a little it'll be denver look at denver that- yeah, but that's altitude. That Denver is a lot. I mean, as much as that's true. in Buffalo, it's it's not quite in the mountains, you know. Denver got got six to ten inches of snow, and then on Thursday it's going to be sixty degrees. And it was just a crap game yesterday too. I mean, like it must have been so boring there. Uh yeah, I think the best part might have actually been the tailgate, and that might yeah. be putting it putting it quite nicely. Uh, but this it is was the a monsoon it- during the tailgate. Yeah, yeah. And it was a monsoon during, during, the, during the game. Hey, I, all I know is that I was nice, warm, and snuggly in my, in my home. Me that's too. all. That's all I know. Watching my cow, my Cowboys get it done. We have had a conversation about Cooper Cup. Can't wait to have that one. Cup brings smiles to my face. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was that, that's just kind of the 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 lowdown. So let's get right into into week number eight. Let's start with Thursday night. The Bucks. And the Buffalo Bills, the Bills winning this one 24 to 18. Baker Mayfield questionable coming into the game. Had a pretty nice game against against, against the Bills, 237 and two. Can't complain about that really at all. Uh running backs Rashad White. Rashad White, I, t- I tell you, he had another really dud bleh running game, rushing game but that was because well the bills were just absolutely pumping the box but this is what we said just kind of in the last couple of weeks that if Rashad White has any sort of floor whatsoever it's going to come through the passing game and what he gets in in his catches and 7 for 70 I think that was textbook of that you know once again but did match his season high in yards per carry 4.3 uh, repeat did that in week number two against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Jake, rest of season, do you have uh, do you trust Rashad White to start for you as it as an RB two in your life? No, I I really don't. Maybe in full, but if the game script is not against a team like Ball, I told you that's how the game was going to go. By the way, you did, um, you did so, and you, and you and you pointed out that it was going to be a last second touchdown. Yeah. And oh yeah, you hit it. Um, but a typical Thursday night game. Anyway, with Rashad White, if they're not playing a team like Buffalo, Kansas City, Philly, a team that's clearly better than the Bucks and where the Bucks have to throw because they're going to be playing from behind the whole game. Rashad White, without 
catching the ball north of five times is rather useless, man. He doesn't score touchdowns. He really doesn't have good. He's just not really a good running back. No, he's like a third down back in the league and they just don't have anybody else in Tampa. And he'll be out of a job next year. There's no way he's starting for the Bucs next year. I always say at 15 points is usually the baseline that I'm looking for out of my skill position players, my running backs and my wide receivers and full point PPR. He's achieved that three times this year. All three times have been when he's, when he's had at least five catches or more. Week two, week seven, and week eight. Five, the, six, seven catches, respectively. Bucks lost uh, seven and eight, right? Yes, they did. So they've lost two or three games. And week two, who did they play? It was- week two, they played the Bears. Oh, well, I mean, they're, they give up they, they give up points to everybody. So Right. right. Rest, rest of season, it just the temperature, a worryometer for Rashad White. Rest of season, he's got the Texans, the Titans, the Niners, the Colts, the Panthers, the Falcons, and fantasy playoffs, the Packers, the Jaguars, and the Saints. Not really a great schedule, just uh, off a glance. Yeah, I, I, I'm 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 marginally concerned. He's better off as a flex than he is as an RB two person. I think I think this is the week you could sell him and, and get something. Someone so, someone offers you. Damian Pierce, do you take it? No, absolutely not. That guy is awful. Someone offers you Zach Moss, do you take it? No, I'm a little worried that. I mean, it's crazy how Moss is still putting up numbers, man. Mm-hmm. It, is that going to stop at some point this year? Oh, we got to hope so. Right? Like, actually, no, so. I don't have, I don't roster Jonathan Taylor, so I'm, I'm fine. I have Moss for free. Someone offers you Jerome Ford, do you take it? <sighs> He's kind of hurt now is the only problem. If you would have told me this last week and he was healthy, I would say yes. But I could see, I, I could see why you would hesitate, though. He's kind of hurt. Uh, someone offers you either Pittsburgh running back. Do you take it? No, those guys stink. Someone offers you Gus Edwards. Do you take it? It's getting there. Okay. I would I would wait till after Tuesday to see if the Ravens make a move for a running back. Yeah, and, and that actually is a good segue to talk about, you know, this week's uh programming. There's not a plan right now to do a Tuesday show, but if there is some if there are any seismic moves that happen within the league, there will be an emergency podcast that comes out on on Tuesday. I think I think there's gonna be a big trade or two. I I do too. I I don't I don't buy that the Titans are one hundred percent going to sell or one hundred percent not going to sell Derek Henry. I don't buy that. I think there is definitely a chance, and I mean, we'll talk about the Titans in a minute, but I think there's a chance now that we see Ryan Tannehill also moved with the amount of quarterback injuries that we had uh, this week, and that have happened just the, over the course of the season as well. Tannehill to the Jets for a seventh. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> maybe. So the, maybe. Maybe. For the, for the receivers, Mike Evans caught a touchdown. Saved his day. I mean, it's not oh. a touchdown for Mike Evans. I mean, <laughs> I but... was distraught before that touchdown. And then the freaking the 50-yard catch that got called back. Yeah, and then the 50-yard catch that got, that got freaking called back. Um, but, yeah, this, this is kind of what Mike Evans does. He, he, he scores. He scored in every game this year, bar two, week four and week six, against the Saints and the Lions. He's just been he's just been really, really awesome, really, really consistent for, awesome. for fantasy managers. And that's what you're looking for at the end of the day. You're looking for touchdowns because touchdowns can make even the worst of days look a lot better. Just ask Raheem Mostert managers yesterday. Uh, and then Chris Godwin. I mean, we have to have the conversation about Chris Godwin. I mean, it hasn't been great for him this year necessarily, 
just scored his first touchdown against the Bills. But what it has been is it's been very, very consistent. Looking at around eight to nine targets a game on average in PPR, that's what you're looking for as a go-to number two wide receiver. He may It may not be sexy or pretty by any means imaginable, but he just gets it done every single week. Yeah, both are great. You, rest of season, no rest of season, who... Rest of the season, who would you rather have? Chris Godwin or Chris Godwin or Josh Palmer? Godwin. Rest of the season, Godwin or George Pickens? Godwin, but it's pretty close. Rest of the season, Godwin or Hollywood? I think it might be Hollywood now that Kyler Murray is. Well, hang on. Did Jonathan Gannon? I hate to be so off topic, but Jonathan Gannon said that Josh Dobbs is starting next week. I don't know if you saw that. Is he like all right, or I I just kind of think that they tanking. are going to take their time with this. I, they I, are tanking the best possible. They are tanking beautifully right now. They are, they are, and they got a lot of help yesterday. Yeah, they got a shit ton of help. A uh, rest of season, Chris Godwin, or let's go with Garrett Wilson. I think I would go Garrett. Close, close, and then our good but and then our good buddy Kate Otten had just had just an incredible, incredible game. Four catches for twenty seven yards on six targets. This guy is an absolute animal. And, and he, he must caught go a two pick point conversion. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. My man, Kate Otten, great, 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 great guy. Uh, for the for the Buffalo Bills, I mean, just a kind of standard day day at the office. Nothing, uh, nothing too out of the ordinary. Josh Allen, uh, th- this is the thing that I think we've been looking for a little bit from Josh Allen for for most of the season is that he hasn't ran as much as in years past, but this is now back-to-back weeks with at least seven designed runs, and he's made him happen. Another touchdown for him. That's five touchdowns now in the rushing game in, the, in his last six. But the problem with Josh Allen has been he's also thrown four picks in the last four games. That is a monster problem, but... He still put up 28 points, so I don't think you you can complain too much unless you're a Bills fan that is now worrying about Josh Allen that is now adding picks to his game, which kind of have already always been there, to be fair. Turns the ball over a lot. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he he definitely does. You just have to live with it. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do have to live with it. Um, it, Look, it's not it's not the not the worst thing in the world. You know, if he turns it over you know, once, but it's when you start getting two turnovers, three turnovers, that's when we start having, having a bit of a problem. But when you, when you have this high powered of an offense and this high volume of a passing offense, uh, the turnovers can definitely be masked by how much Josh Allen is dropping back and, and, and really letting them rip uh, James cook, a, a disappointing game for him. I mean, we, we, we saw him have a, Good day. I mean, obviously helped with the passion touchdown uh last week versus versus the Patriots, but really did not did not contribute much here. And obviously there are there are worries uh, as we get closer to the trade deadline that the Buffalo Bills could be adding a running back, Jack. Well, it's just a joke how he doesn't even get a carry on the goal line. They give Latavius Murray the ball on the goal line. I mean, are we kidding? What what's going on with that? Uh, that's that's Sean McDermott trying to be uh, trying to be really 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 funny. It's ridiculous. At, no, it is ridiculous. It, it it is ridiculous, and it's it's for every James Cook manager under the sun. 
I could tell you right now, it, it's 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 not fun that you have to rely it's, on what James not. Cook does in between the twenties for what his day is 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 really going to be like. Yeah, it's frustrating for sure. Rest of season, James Cook or Rashad White? Cook. Cook or Chuba Hubbard? Cook, definitely not Chuba Hubbard. Rest of season, Cook or Tony Pollard? Pollard. Rest of season, Cook or Bijan? Bijan, Bijan. Rest of season, Cook or Derrick Henry? If Derrick Henry's uh, in Tennessee. He- yeah, Henry. Will Levis played well yesterday. We'll talk about that game. Oh, we will. We will definitely have that conversation about Will Levis uh, shortly. The receivers for the Bills, well, it was a great day for really all three of them. I mean, Khalil Shakir had a nice day. Gabe Davis had a nice day. Stephon Diggs had a, had a nice day. Uh, obviously, we we know about Stephon Diggs. We don't need to talk about that, that too much. He's just absolutely awesome. Uh, Gabe Davis. Jake, is he a must-start guy going forward? We talked about this last week, the home road splits for Gabe Davis. He does much better when he's in Buffalo than when he is anywhere else. Next week, a great matchup for him against the Cincinnati Bengals. Jake, A, are you starting him versus the Bengals? B, is he a must-start guy every single week? I don't know about every single week, but he's a must-start against the Bengals. That's going to be a high-powered offensive game right there. And... He he really plays well on these primetime games, too. Mm-hmm. He does. Must start him. And then Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, what can you say? He's arrived. He has arrived, and Dawson Knox. We can, we can send him off to pasture now. Yeah. Awesome. You got to fire 65, him up. Touchdown, seven targets for him. Uh, a really nice day for Dalton Kincaid and a must start must start option next week against against the Bengals for sure. Yeah. So let's go to the Sunday games. Let's start with the Houston Texans battle of number one and number two overall pick, the Texans and the Carolina Panthers. Carolina winning this game fifteen to thirteen. I mean, we all thought the Jets and Giants game was ugly. This was really ugly to see on 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 red zone. Uh, C.J. Stroud. De- definitely not his, his his best day by by any means to get the rushing touchdown, which absolutely saved his day. Oh, yeah. But outside of that, it was it was not great for CJ Stroud. For the Texans running backs, conversation has to be had now with Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary. I mean, looking at the splits, Pierce was on the field for two more snaps to Singletary, and then they had Mike Boone. As their third down running back, uh, he played 10 snaps. Jake, this is an absolute godforsaken mess. It's a complete mess. <laughs> it's well, The only difference is Singletary is a guy you got for nothing, and Pierce is a guy you drafted in like the fourth or fifth round of fantasy drafts. Correct. <clears throat> Correct. Are you dropping Pierce? No, I wouldn't drop him, but yeah. I'm not starting him. He He's going to be like a Miles Gaskin type of annoying mm-hmm. where he's too good to drop and nobody wants him in a trade. He's just going to be a guy that's stuck on your bench, and stuck. you don't you don't know when to play him because he, you're going to sit on your bench and be shit. He's going to go into your lineup on bye weeks and be shit. Yeah, he'll be out of a job next. Well, not like out of a job in the league, but like he'll, starting, he he won't be their starting running back next year. I'm quite confident in that. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, the receivers, I bet, just bad days at the office for Nico Collins and and, and Tank Dell. Uh, Jake, where's the confidence at with the Texans wide receivers? It's still pretty fine, more so with Collins than Dell. 
Um, Carolina's got a pretty good defense, too. So, yeah, I would just uh, see what happens and hope for the best. That's pretty much all you can do. Are you buying low on Tank Dell? No, I, I think Collins is the guy that I would still rather have. Are you buying low on Nico Collins? I think I would consider it. It depends what low uh, entails of, but I'm a little worried that CJ Stroud is kind of hitting that rookie wall because that team kind of stinks. I think we yeah. all lose sight of that. So uh, buy low with caution. I think Stroud will still will will have his games. I, I I mean I don't think you know it's a complete mess of a situation like like say you know, like the, like the Giants are, but well yeah. But we also have to have to understand that yeah he is a rookie. And you that know, team stinks. And that team stinks. Yeah. And also, I mean, if we're looking at the receivers as well, you know, this is something that, that I uncovered just, you know, going through notes uh, last night was Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Robert Woods, Noah Brown, the top four receivers for the Houston Texans. They have not played a game together since Tank Dell had that breakout game in week two. There's always been one of those guys missing. So what this looks like when all four are inevitably going to be on the field together. That is something that we also have to look out for. I think the stock is definitely safest with Nico Collins, but who has the highest ceiling of the bunch? You could make a case that it, that it is tank Dell, but this is probably an opportunity where if you want to get out on that, you probably can. You probably can. Yeah. And Dalton Schultz disappointing day in the office for him nearly did have another touchdown uh but was deflected midair um which was a really really great play i forget who it was that uh, deflected for the carolina panthers but uh two for five for dalton schultz jake are you still starting dalton schultz with a supreme amount of confidence i think i would still start him in 12 team leagues okay for the carolina panthers well i mean it wasn't much better but Bryce Young definitely stood out and at least had a touchdown pass uh, in this game to Tommy Tremble, who that helped absolutely fucking nobody. But Bryce Young still still solid enough. Jake, you're not starting him in your lineups, correct? Correct. Well, let's have this running back conversation for, with the Carolina Panthers, shall we? Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders. Yep, that's what we all just want to see. Well, Chuba Hubbard. On all plays for the running backs, all the snaps, Chuba Hubbard was on the field for 45. Miles Sanders on the field for 12. Early downs, Chuba Hubbard, 28. Miles Sanders, 8. Goal line, Chuba Hubbard, 5. Miles Sanders, 1. Short yardage, Chuba Hubbard, 2. Miles Sanders, 2. Third downs, Chuba Hubbard, 6. Miles Sanders, 1. Two-minute drill, full four snaps went to, you guessed it, Chuba Hubbard. Jake? Is Chuba Hubbard the running back you would like to have for the Carolina Panthers for the rest of the season? Sure. You don't want to have either one of them. Yeah, you really don't. I actually have both of them in a place, but uh, luckily that's a really strong team. So thankfully, uh, yeah, it's a mess. Is, is you, that? <laughs> are you dropping Miles Sanders? I'm pretty darn close to. I'm giving it one more week. Me too. Because maybe, you know what, he was kind of hurt heading into this game. Maybe mm -hmm. they were giving him like a week to – I hate when teams do that. It's like if you're just – just don't play him if, if he's hurt, you know. 
Uh, so yeah, I would give it another week, but I am not starting either next week. The receivers for the Carolina Panthers, Jonathan Mingo playing the most snaps out of any Carolina wide receiver. Adam Thielen still the target hog, but Jake is this positive for Jonathan Mingo as we get as we get going now to the second half of the fantasy season. Is Jonathan Mingo worth a pickup? He he might, but still Thielen is the alpha in that in that offense. I think that's pretty clear. And Tommy Tremble, you're never starting him, correct? N- never. That's absolutely wonderful. It's music to my ears. Let's go to the Cowboys and the Rams. Cowboys winning this game in blowout fashion, 43-20. to 20. Matthew Stafford uh, got hurt, then got hurt again, and did not play for most of the fourth quarter. Uh, we'll have a much bigger Matthew Stafford discussion in just a minute. Uh, Darrell Henderson, he was the guy once again for the Los Angeles Rams. Not a huge surprise. Royce Freeman, though, he did get into the end zone for the Rams. Jake, is Darrell Henderson still the running back that you want to have for the Los Angeles Rams? Big time. Is Royce Freeman droppable? Yeah, he is. I, I, I mean, that was a garbage time touchdown. Probably didn't want to get guys hurt. He stinks. Let's relax. Um, for the receivers, now we get to have this Cooper this Cooper Cup discussion. Cooper Cup, 6.1 PPR points this week, 4 for 21 on 10 targets. Jake, is this a product of Matthew Stafford being hurt, Cowboys defense being really good, or Cooper Cup not being 100% or a little bit of all of the above? No, nah, I think it was just a bad game. Uh, look, they play the Packers this week. That's a game that the Rams should win and put up points against like most teams have been doing this year. If he has a bad game against the Packers, I'm, I'm a little, I'm not little, but I'm, uh, I'm concerned. Uh, the concern meter is turned on. I'm not, I'm not ready to do that quite yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying, but I think better days are ahead for Cooper cup. He's a great buy low right now. I might add. So if someone is panicking, I would, uh, invest because look, the next three are Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals. That's... With a buy sandwich in between the Packers and the Seahawks, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that's that's nice. Any concerns about Cup starting in your lineups if there's no Matthew Stafford? No, he put up numbers last year when Matthew Stafford got hurt. Okay. I forgot who their backup was, but who is their backup again? Uh, Brett Ripien. Brett Ripien. Eh, you know what? He's... Sir, he's serviceable. I mean, he's played before. It's not like it's like Tommy DeVito where he's not going to throw the ball. That's true. That That's that's very true. Uh, Puka Nakua, 7.3 points. Not the best day for Puka Nakua just either. a bad day at the office. Yeah, just a very sticky day at the office for for the Rams altogether. And then Tyler Higby um, had, a, had a solid day. I mean, the Cowboys do stink against, against tight ends and did put together a nice day in full point PPR, 5 for 45 on seven targets uh, for the Cowboys, a bit more uh, exciting and, and, and spunk bravado that we could talk about uh, Dak Prescott with by far and away, just from, you know, the amount of Cowboys that I've watched this, this season, uh, that was by far and away the best Dak Prescott has looked all year, but by, by far it was, it was not even close. Was yeah. Making def- all of his throws. And, and, and I thought to start, uh, I was look, not looking good because the Rams were, were getting to him. They were putting his ass on the ground. And he just turned it on in a very, very, very big way. This was very impressive. From Dak plays Dak. a lot better at home. 
Yeah, yeah he, I feel like at home, he's always much better. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And he needs he needs to be going up against, you know, proper competition as well. I feel like when they're on the road, yeah, they can get stomped on. Even at home, when they're going up against softballs, they tend to struggle a little bit. That's been a Cowboys MO. But when they're going up against legit teams, when they know that eyes are going to be on them, like in this game versus versus the Rams, when you have uh, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald uh, coming into town, they they turned it on. The Cowboys absolutely blew uh, the Rams uh, well away in, in this one. A really good day for for Dak. For Tony Pollard, still has not scored since week number one. That uh, he's just not doing anything in in the passing game. But again, this is a, this is another example of the Cowboys. They just got up by so much. They pulled everyone uh, pretty much with 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And, and, and that was it, Jake. Are we, is it time to push the panic button on Tony Pollard? Uh, no, not really. They just need to use him more as a pass catcher. And they don't. No, they just don't do it. And that's what he did well last year. That makes me think, you know what, even if they do happen to bring in like a Leonard Fournette, they go out there and they trade. I think Dalvin Cook would make a lot of sense right for Dallas. Um, but I, I think maybe they need another guy for Tony Pollard too. to be better. I, I do too. I do too. I mean, does Derrick Henry make things better for Tony Pollard? Probably no, I would, be, I would be running for the hills. Like they just need a guy that's played and can kind of run like north south. Yes, and isn't going to touch the ball. 20 times a game or 15 to 20 times like a guy will touch it like 10 times well that's funny because i know a guy that can do just that he was a first round pick went to the university of ohio state is now playing for the new england patriots and uh check my notes oh yeah played for the dallas cowboys before that name is ezekiel elliott sure i mean they just that need somebody be something I think Dalvin Cook does make sense. The Cowboys have any linemen that are backups that don't play? Like, I mean, like, did you, I mean, <laughs> Jets don't have a ball, a guy that can snap the football currently. I mean, it's... well, put the, put it this way: we have this, we have this Tyron Smith problem. Oh, he he he's got to pack it in, man. He's he's done. I agree. I agree. It it, it sucks because I mean, you want to see Tyron Smith play, but he the body is just not there anymore. Yeah, and no, he's done. And the Cowboys, in what is going to be a pretty good offensive line draft, too, I think left tackle might be a way that they go, unless they're going to put Tyler Smith there, which if they do that, I'm fine. I'm I'm cool with that if they want to go go and, and do that. Uh, yeah, C.D. Lamb, yeah, I'm never benching C.D. Lamb ever again. That's not happening. No. I did that. I did that. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> that was very stupid. That was very, very, very dumb. It's okay. I benched DeAndre Hopkins in a place. So, yeah, but you didn't spend you didn't spend a first or a second round pick on DeAndre Hopkins. I spent a first or second round pick on CD Lamb, but I fucking yeah. benched him like an idiot. Yeah, that's that's not smart. <laughs> no, no, but that's been my fantasy year in a nutshell. Yeah, it just okay. in a nutshell, just just stupidity across the board, across the damn board. Oh uh, yeah, CD Lamb. Well, if anybody if anybody was worried about CD Lamb. That's two straight games now with over a hundred yards, third three touchdowns for him on the year. Yeah, you are uh, you're firing him up, him up next week when they go to Philadelphia, 
and take on the Eagles in that. That game is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Cowboys about got to show up. Yes, they do in a big way. They have got to show up. Uh, Brandon Cooks, nice game for him. Uh, Michael Gallup saw his snaps go down in favor of Jalen Tolbert. Uh, Jake, I know you've been one of the first ones to to say this. Uh, Michael Gallup just stinks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I can say. And he's really he's definitely taken a back seat to uh, my good buddy ASAP Ferg, Jake Ferguson. Played eighty eight percent of the snaps. Scored. A little bit of breaking news. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. No, please. Giants QB Daniel Jones has been cleared for contact, and he's in line to return to action against the Raiders. Okay. So. Ain't that convenient? Well, all of a sudden, now that Tyrod Taylor got hurt, the next day he's mm-hmm. cleared for contact. Of course. Yep. Yeah. I uh, see. I'm glad that I'm not the one that's thinking that. I'm yeah, not like, the only one that's thinking that. That is that is too convenient. He wasn't cleared for contact to Saturday or Sunday, but on Monday he's cleared for contact. Hmm. Yep. Yep. And you're gonna hmm. you're gonna tell me that 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 absolutely that 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 was that just magically happened. That Daniel Jones just had a good night's sleep. And said, and it was like, oh yeah, nope, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, but yeah, Jake Ferguson played 88% of the snaps, scored. Jake is is your boy, your namesake, Jake Ferguson, ASAP Ferg. Is is he uh is he startable every single week? Close to it, yes. In 12 team leagues, it depends on your tight end situation, but he must be rostered. Rest of the season, Jake Ferguson or Kyle Pitts? I'm still going Pitts, man. It's just Heineke's here to save the day, potentially. I, I think so. Please, God. Let's get a full week with with Heineke and please, God, is right. Rest of the season, Ferguson or Schultz? Schultz. Close? Close. Rest of the season, Ferguson or McBride? Ferguson. Okay. Let's go to the Vikings and the Packers. Vikings winning this game 24 to 10, but it may be the last game that they win all year because Kirk Cousins uh, looks like that he is out for the remainder of the season with an Achilles injury. Jake, how happy are you that you did not trade for Kirk Cousins? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, I wouldn't hear the end of it. Jake's are, the, the Jets are cursed. The Jets are cursed. Fuck the New York Jets. Fuck football. We're, we're, they're, they're cursed. Two quarterbacks are going to have an Achilles injury in the same year. Um, yeah, so it looks like he is going to be out for the remainder of the season. Uh, Nick Mullins is their, is their backup, but he is on IR for at least one more week. Uh, Jaron Hall is currently in line to start for the Minnesota Vikings, barring they don't bring anybody else in in week number nine against Atlanta. Jake, is there any interest in Superflex in Jaron Hall? Insanely dupes, deep, deep, deep Superflexes. Yeah, but otherwise, no. Like 10 or 12 team Superflex, I'm I'm pretty good on that. I have a feeling they're going to bring somebody in, though. I mean, what are they? They're four, they're, what are they? The three and four now? Four and four? They're three and four. They're three and four. You never, they're still alive in the NFC. I have a hard time believing they're just going to roll over and just tank the season. So with Kirk Cousins out, we have to take this this approach now and look just rest of the season. With Kirk Cousins out, it looked like Alexander Madison started this game. Then it turned to Cam, then it turned to Cam Akers in the first half, and then second half it was all Alexander Madison again. Uh, this backfield is an absolute disaster. But I think, and this this is just me spitballing, 
I think there could be value rest of the season for trying to go after Madison or Akers, given that they are probably going to have to rely on their running game a little bit more now that Kirk Cousins is no longer there to bail them out. A lot more, a lot more. So yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that. Are you buying low on Madison? No, I would buy low on Akers because it's yeah. pretty much next to nothing. So I'd rather invest next to nothing than something. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, the receivers, Jordan Addison. This guy is just unbelievable. He's he's he'll be, so damn good. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll he'll be completely fine. I, I, I there's a conversation I want to have in just like ten seconds uh, about this. KJ Osborne, uh, our good friend Nelly T was definitely rooting for 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 KJ Osborne. Uh, he had a nice day as well. But the main point that I wanted to make here, we're talking about Jordan Addison, is now that Kirk Cousins is out, I think there is an even less of a chance that we see Justin Jefferson rest of the season, which means Jordan Addison now is the number, is the number one receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. I would say indefinitely until something shocks me and we see Justin Jefferson come back. If that's even going to remotely happen. Depends on the record. Yes, absolutely. If, if in three weeks, the, the Vikings are three and seven, then there may not be. It, yeah, it's over. It's over. Right. If they're five and five, then yeah, there, there, there's a shot. But I do agree with you. I think there, there, there's a possibility they explore something and try and bring uh, someone in. And then TJ Hawkinson, a really nice day for TJ Hawkinson, did get on the board. Six for 88 and a touchdown. Nine targets for Hawkinson. Jake, uh, just the the Wario meter moving forward. Let's just do this very quickly for this for the for the pass catchers of the Vikings. Wario meter on Jordan Addison. Not very. I think it's only like a three. KJ Osborne. That's like a six or a seven. TJ Hawkinson. A two. Justin Jefferson. Uh, about like a nine. Okay. In terms of him not playing again this year. Yeah, in terms of not playing again this year. Correct. See, I knew what you were picking up. I was throwing down. Uh, for the Packers, Jordan Love. Well, he had a nice day when it turned into garbage time and they had to start really, you know, launching the ball. So that that helped, but still a lot of a lot of questions uh for me about about Jordan Love and you know what he is as potentially the the franchise for the Green Bay Packers. A lot of questions there uh for Mr. Love. Uh Aaron Jones played fifty percent off the snaps for the Green Bay Packers for the first time all year, but still did Ugats. Jake, are we full-blown panicking now on Aaron Jones? Very much so. Are you starting him next week when the Packers take on the Los Angeles Rams? No. Would you rather start Rashad White? Yeah. Would you rather start A.J. Dillon? No. Is there a Packers running back that you'd be starting next week versus the Rams? No. Is there a Packers receiver that you'd start next week versus the Rams? Christian Watson, if he plays. Okay. Christian Watson, 6.3 full point PPR points. Tied for the most snaps for receivers with Romeo Dobbs. Both of them played 56. Watson running one more route than Romeo Dobbs. And then for the tight end position, Luke Busgrave. 
did not do much at all. Jake, are you dropping Luke Musgrave? Yes. Let's go to the Saints and the Colts. The Saints winning this one 38 to 27. Derek Carr. I mean, look, we talked a lot of shit about, about Derek Carr. But the last four weeks, he's been very, very good as a very consistent starting option. 15.4 points, 16.2, 17.4, for the New Orleans Saints starting quarterback. Jake, is there any confidence moving forward in Derek Carr as a starting option in one QB leagues? No. I mean, the Colts stink on defense, dude. Rest of the season, his schedule, the Bears, the Vikings, the Falcons, the Lions, the Panthers, the Giants, the Rams, and the Bucks. It, it's a good schedule, but I just think he stinks, man. I, I really I, – I need to see it a little bit more with, with Derek Carr. And what's really the ceiling? 20 points? Uh, if that. If yeah. That. If you're looking for a safe option at quarterback, you, could, you sure. can't do much worse than, than Derek Carr. But It's not going to win you your league. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, Alvin Kamara. He just, he's really, really, really good, isn't he? With with Derek Carr, two total touchdowns for him. It's not very pretty. Like, I, I don't want to get this confused and say that, you know, he's the best running back that we've ever seen. He's only averaging about 3.6 yards per carry, but he just scores. He gets into the end zone. That's now two straight weeks with at least 27 uh, full point PPR points. Three of his la- of the five that he's played, he's achieved over twenty full point PPR points. Jake is Alvin Kamara top five running back rest of the season. And yeah, full maybe. What about in half? Hmm. No. Rest of the season in half. Kenneth Walker, Alvin Kamara. Walker. Rest of the season in half, Alvin Kamara or Jameer Gibbs? Mm. Kamara. Montgomery will be back. Rest of the season in half, Kamara or Bijan? Bijan. Rest of season in half, Kamara or Travis Etienne? Etienne. The receivers for the Saints, another really stinky day for for, for Chris Olave. It, it, it just hasn't really happened, has it, for for Olave this year or with with Derek Carr. I think now now Olave is probably he's just a lower end wide receiver too in this offense. And it, it it stinks. You really want to see Olave maybe have a better day against what should have been a, a great matchup for him against against the Colts and it just didn't happen it was it was Rashid Shahid who by the way a- anybody who who started Rashid Shahid uh congratulations to you but three catches for 153 yards and a touchdown that's the most fluky day I've ever seen like yeah, it's like are you starting him with confidence it's no. almost kind of like starting Curtis Samuel in a sense with, with Rashid Shahid very similar very similar. You, you you can't do it. You cannot can't. do it. It's 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 stupid. Uh, Jake, who would you rather start moving forward, Michael Thomas or Chris Olave? It's it's still Olave, but it's it's not great. Nope, it's not. 
not the difference is Michael Thomas, you took as a ninth or a tenth round pick. Chris Olave, you were taking in round three. Mm-hmm. Maybe even earlier. Maybe even earlier. Yep. And then Taysom Hill. Let's have this conversation. I know you don't want to. I don't want to. We gotta have we gotta have it though. Is Taysom Hill a startable tight end? Yeah. He is. I can't believe I'm saying it, but yeah. With he does everything. Passing yards, check. Rushing yards, check. Catch the ball too. That's valuable. Is he a top 12 guy rest of the season? He might. Yeah, I think he is. Hill or Ferguson? Ferguson. Hill or Schultz? Schultz. Hill or Njoku? Hill. Hill or Fryermuth when he comes back? Hill. Hill or Evan Ingram? Ingram. Hill or Dallas Goddard? Goddard. Now we're getting a little crazy. Okay. So he's borderline. Yep. Borderline top 12 guy rest of the season. <clears throat> Can't believe I'm saying it, but here we are. Uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, Gardner Minshew. It was solid. He was solid. 14.3 points. 56.1 completion percentage. Two touchdowns and a pick against a very, very good uh, Saints defense. Jonathan Taylor played 60% of the offensive snaps for the Indianapolis Colts, his largest number of snaps for the season. But who got the touchdown? It was Zach Moss yet again. Uh, Jake, if you let's just say you have both of them. Say you have both Taylor and Moss. Can you play both of them going forward? I think you can. It's stinky. I wouldn't want to. But, but I can. think you can. Yeah, I definitely think you can. I wouldn't want to because it has the potential to blow up. But it it can it can definitely work out when both of them are getting significant work. Schedule's getting nice for Indy uh, for them to score points. Panthers, Patriots, Bucks, Titans. Those, those are all games that the Colts are going to score points in, I think. Speaking of the Col- how the Colts are going to score points, uh, Michael Pittman, Josh Downs. These two are absolutely awesome. Jake, is Josh Downs – we know what Michael Pittman is. We don't even talk about him. You're starting Michael Pittman every single week. He's great. And he complained last week. At the end of last week, got fed. Uh, so, yeah, if a, if a wide receiver complains, you need to start him right away. Uh, Josh Downs, though. Jake, is Josh Downs startable yes. every single week? Not every. I would still play it by the map. The next couple games, I think you would start him. Next week, you got to fire him up. Uh, Josh Downs has been terrific, especially in full. I would start him. The last four weeks, six, eight, six, and nine targets. Next week against the Carolina Panthers, who had, I would say, at least in my opinion, uh, they had an outlier game against the Houston Texans. Normally, the Panthers, you can burn them uh, with with their corners, and I think Gardner Minshew will will have a better day. Um, then CJ Stroud did against against the Panthers, and then for the tight ends for the Colts, no Kylan Granson, Jelani Woods been on IR pretty much all season. It was Drew Ogletree that received the most of the uh, tight end snaps for the Colts. Jake, are you starting Drew Ogletree in any situation at all? No. Beautiful. 
Let's go to Miami, where the Dolphins defeated the Patriots 31-17. to uh, We could make this quick in, ta- in talking about the New England Patriots. Uh, Jake, is there a Patriot that you are starting going forward for the remainder of this season? Stevenson, but that's about it. No Kendrick Bourne? No. Ramondre Stevenson, not that great that he saw the catches go down. I think Ramondre Stevenson is just kind of Rashad White. Yes. The same guy. Yeah. I think the difference, though, as I, I I think Ramondre Stevenson is a bit more talented than Rashad White. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, he's the only guy I would think about starting on that team. Uh, for sure. For sure. There's I would be getting rid of every Patriot share that you have. If you could do it, then God bless you. I don't have any, so not not my problem. Neither do I. Neither do I. It was one of the better decisions that I made this year. Uh, for the Dolphins, Tua, nice day. You continue to start him. You continue to, continue to roll him out. Uh, the running backs, Raheem Mostert, thank God he scored a touchdown. Otherwise, it would have been very, very, very ugly. Uh, but second game back, Jeff Wilson. First three quarters, he led the team in rushing yards. Jake, moving forward, as long as Devon A. Chain is out, is there a Dolphins running back that you are starting? Yes, Mostert. Still Mostert? Still Mostert. Okay. And who do the Dolphins play next week? They play the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Start them all. Oh no, yeah. they don't play in Arrowhead. They're playing in uh they're playing overseas. It's 9 30 game. Oh, that's week. right. That's right. That's right. That's the Munich game. Yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. Good call. Good call. And then once they have their bye in week 10, Devon A. Chain is eligible to be activated from IR. So something to monitor as we move forward for the Dolphins. Uh, the receivers, well, Tyreek Hill was great. Jalen Waddle was great. You're continuing to start him. Fire him up next week versus the Chiefs. And, oh, my God, if you're going up against Tyreek Hill next week, just say your prayers now that it's a 30-point day, not a 40-point day. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, – <laughs> that's going to be a, a tasty a tasty little, uh, little game, isn't it? Well – Let's go to the Jets and the Giants, shall we? The New York Jets winning this game 13 to 10. Well, they won. It wasn't pretty. Brees Hall did absolutely nothing on the ground, but in the passing game, yeah. I mean, you'll take it. You'll take it. It was it was horrible. But that's now three straight games in full point PPR of 20 plus points for Brees Hall. He's great. He really is. And he has an awesome matchup next week versus the Chargers. Yeah, they'll move the ball up. The Giants defense is pretty good. They, and they've been playing a lot better lately, too. I mean, they neutralized yeah. Buffalo. They played great last week against the Commanders. Um, and the Chargers defense is not quite up to that caliber. Um, the Jets being at home, I expect the Jets to move the ball better. And, and Brees Hall will be a big part of that. If you want more uh, in-depth New York Jets content, go check out Jake on the Jets Way podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice plug, nice plug. I do what I, I do what I can for for the uh, for your fellow program. Uh, Garrett Wilson, he was awesome. He cooked, cooked Tay Banks all game long. Uh, Tay Banks has never heard of anybody in the New York Jets offense. Hmm, it's interesting. Yeah, that's I, very I, interesting. 
especially when Ohio State beat the brakes off of Maryland too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I t- I tell you what, Garrett Wilson, that guy. Oh, some of the cat that the one catch that he had along the sideline when he got it was insane. Oh my god! And even the one in overtime at the end of the game where De- yeah. Verte Banks was all over him and he still caught the ball for a first down. He's a, yep. can we we were just so robbed of a top five dude. Come on, he would have been elite if Aaron Rodgers was here. I mean. I'm telling you, right. I'm telling well, you. Who right knows? Now. Maybe yeah. he's coming back at the at the end of the year. <laughs> you know, is it is it crazy to say that? Uh, let's just let's just hypothetically speculate. Say that the New York Jets do go out. I'll, I'll I'll get your panties a little wet here. Say they do go out and they trade for Devontae Adams, right? Will it even matter? Like, will it, will no. it hurt Garrett Wilson at all? Like, no, I, I don't think so. Like, I think talent is just talent. Could help him. I definitely think it can. I really they're not going to get Adams now. T- I'm telling you right now, Jake, Garrett Wilson is going to be a guy. I just, I see it already. This is a guy that people are going to take in round two at at minimum. Round three, high-end round three in their draft next year. And he's just going to be a guy that we're talking about in 12 months' time as a top five receiver, well on his way to 1,300, 1,400 yards. He, he, he's, he, he's a special talent. He's the best Ohio State receiver in the league right now. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I know that we we both were a lot higher on Olave coming out. Um, Yeah, Garrett Wilson is better than He's Olave. incredible. He really is. He's a really, really, really special, special talent. And then for the New York Giants, well, I mean, we talked about Daniel Jones. He's going to be back, so that's uh, convenient. Yeah, very, very, very convenient. Uh, you sent me this question earlier, and I wanted to to have this conversation on the po- on the podcast with Saquon Barkley. Uh, what they did to him yesterday was just unfair. If if he wasn't running the rock, he was catching the rock. There was nobody else that was doing anything. For the New York Giants, other than Saquon Barkley, I, I thought I honestly I thought with Brian Dayball and that offense, offensive plan did to Saquon Barkley was was truly just it was it was horrible. It, it looked like, like they, they were setting him up to potentially get hurt. It was it was weird, man. I don't know. Do it they was trade very him? Weird. They should trade him. I mean, he's so far gone in free agency. It's not even funny. Oh, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. He is not going back to the Giants. Uh, I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think Giants, you know, really are. They're not going in a direction where they are going to be needing Saquon Barkley by by any stretch of the imagination. And at the end of the day, I think it's just better off that the Giants just go go ahead and they trade Saquon Barkley, and they go and they do whatever they need to do to rebuild to rebuild this team. And they're definitely going to have to. Uh, Darren Waller left this game with a hamstring injury. That is definitely a wait and see as we move forward as to whether or not Darren Waller will be available in his revenge game in week number nine when they take on the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. Uh, Let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Jaguars winning this game 20 to 10. It was a sloppy game. Uh, rain, rain, go away. It was a just a mess of an outing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Trevor Lawrence had a solid day, but then again, that's really been Trevor Lawrence's season in a nutshell. Trevor Lawrence has just been, well, solid, if not unspectacular. That sums it up. Um, you know, top 12 guy, not exactly like the, the high upside top five guy you thought you were drafting. Mm-hmm. It's just been good, not great. Well, you know who has been a top five guy and then some? That is Travis Etienne. Didn't get you two rushing touchdowns today, but did, in fact, get you a receiving touchdown. Another 20-plus point day. Well, really, another 22-plus point day in full-point PPR for Travis Etienne. That is now four in a row for the former Clemson Tiger. Jake, is is Travis Etienne just plug-and-play every single week? Oh, yeah. They have their bye in week number nine and then return in week number 10 with a home matchup against the San Francisco 49ers and who we will have a conversation about. And I will be smiling ear to ear as we talk all about it. Uh, For the receivers, Calvin Ridley, they got hit. They got him going again, six for 83 on 10 targets at the expense of Christian Kirk did not have his best day four for 46 on five targets. Jake, any concerns going forward about, well, just these Jacksonville receivers, they're going to eat into each other. Aren't I don't think, I don't think so um, with Kirk. I, I'm still pretty confident in him. It's not going to be they, every week. Are they Are they both? Are, is this just going to be one's going to be good and the other's going to be stinky? I can't see a week where they're both great. Yeah, and given how, how you know, meh Trevor Lawrence has looked, then, yeah, that's probably the case. But you know who has, who looked really good? That is Evan Ingram. 10 catches on 10 targets for 88 yards. Still not a touchdown. For Evan Ingram, but man, it, it, we talk about it. I just feel like every single week, this is a guy that is just so consistent and just gets it done for the Jacksonville Jaguars and for fantasy managers. That is the most catches and the most yards that a tight end has put up against the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. A really impressive outing for Evan Ingram. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. You fire him up with supreme confidence. Let's go to the Steelers. Kenny Pickett leaving this game. He has a rib injury, and this is a – I believe this is a short week as well for for the Steelers, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, they're playing Thursday night this week. Yes, against, against the Titans. So, oh, what a great game that'll be. Hey, I tell you what, for for a neutral – I think it'll be it'll be fun just to watch Will Levis a little bit, and we'll have that the Will Levis conversation uh, shortly. Uh, Mitch Trubisky came in, uh, got George Pickens a touchdown, so I guess that's uh, that's awesome for George Pickens managers. Uh, the running backs: Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. Well, Najee is just in a dead split with Jalen Warren again. Like they uh, stink. That they, that they, they're both bad. They're both bad. Are they both droppable? Like if. If someone, if there's a better option on on waivers, I'm thinking, yeah, I think I would. I think you could just drop both of them, and because they're not helping you, you're not winning anything with them, are you? No, I would drop. I would consider dropping them. Deontay Johnson, eight catches for 85 yards on 14 targets. Well, this is the guy you thought you were drafting. I mean, it just uh, is unfortunate that he has not scored yet. Uh, did have a red zone look, and I probably, honestly, he should have scored. He should have yeah. scored. Trubisky just missed him, and he either just ran right through the route 
or just Trubisky missed them. Um, should have scored, but improvement for Deontay Johnson and the matchups coming up next two weeks are good for him at home again, Thursday night versus the Titans. And then week 10 at home versus the Packers who both bleed points to the running back position and the tight ends. Well, nothing really to report. It was Connor Hayward and his no gloves getting the majority of the tight end snaps for the Steelers. Well, here we are. This is the time of the, this is the time of the week that I've been looking forward to the most. The Tennessee Titans taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Well, <laughs> we have so much to talk about with this game. It is absolutely psychotic. The Titans winning this game 28-23. to Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter was checked for a concussion, cleared concussion protocol, then was sat. You're telling me that that was Arthur Smith just being cautious because the NFL is now looking at him for the use of the injury the injury report. Yeah, okay. Jake, I hope it's Heineke time. I hope so too. I pray to the Lord that it is Heineke time. Arthur Smith did say that he remains confident in the second year starter. How can you? He looked awful again. He is awful. He's he's awful. awful. I and I I've said this I've said this now I think every single week, and it remains one hundred percent the truth that Arthur Smith is just gonna go down with this Desmond Ritter ship, isn't he? It, it's kind of like Ron Rivera with Sam Howell. Very similar, very similar. But the difference is Sam Howell actually shows something. And Ritter shows nothing. Ritter shows nothing. Arthur Smith. Oh. This fucking guy. Uh, Bijan Robinson scored his first rushing touchdown. That's good. Stinky, but hip hip hooray. Uh, Drake London, he was good. Left this game. He is questionable. He had a groin injury. Uh, not great, but hopefully we'll have more news on Drake London as we get further on into the week. And Kyle Pitts was, uh, yeah, stinky. But yeah, other, news, no, yeah. other news, the sky is blue. All right, we got stuff with the Tennessee Titans now, and I can't wait. Will Levis. Man, oh, man. 238 yards, four touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins got three of them. Bleak Willis fumbled, and that was it for that. Yeah, just uh, no. <laughs> Jake, is Will Levis startable going forward? In super flex, he's interesting, but in 12-team leagues, I still would like to see it again. So put it this way. I lost Kirk Cousins in our super flex. I am thinking about breaking the bank. And pushing all in for Levis. Um, I feel like you kind of have to. I mean, there's. I at don't the, uh, have a choice. It's Josh Jobs, PJ Walker, and that's it. That's yep. available in that league. Yep, I feel like I don't have a choice. You might have to. Do the Titans just go all in with Levis? And they say, should. Oh, he's the guy. 
He should. Tannehill should not start another game for the rest of the year for the Titans. That's a waste of time. And is Will Levis good? He might. He might be good. And, and that, I mean, that DeAndre Hopkins guy certainly helps. Oh, it most certainly helps. Yeah, it most certainly helps. Will Levis, I, I tell you, he's been sitting on my on my practice squad in uh, in my dynasty league. I tell you, I saw that. I was smiling ear to ear. I yeah. was just like, okay, who's gi- who's giving me a second round pick for for Will Levis? Yeah, he's played well. You know, he played he played really, really, really well. Uh, you know, who else played really, really well. Uh, Derrick Henry, a hundred yard day against the Falcons. That is the third 100 yard rushing day that they've allowed to a running back this year. They still have not allowed a rushing touchdown, but Derrick Henry, a very good day. Does the Will Levis performance yesterday, Jake? Does that give you hope for Derrick Henry moving forward? Yes. And, and breaking news on Will Levis is he's expected to start again this week. Love it. I absolutely love it. So we have renewed hope in Derrick Henry. Do we have renewed hope in DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, big time. <laughs> Four for a buck 28 and three. How can you not? How could you not be so excited, potentially? I, I wouldn't say so excited. So excited is a bit of a stretch. But excited, optimistic, as for the next couple of weeks for the Tennessee Titans. Now, what I will say, and I, I'm not going to be, you know, the the guy that, you know, spoils the party here. The Titans now have three straight road games. The Steelers, the Bucks, the Jaguars. We're going to know what Will Levis is after those three road games. I think that's, I agree. That, that's fair to say. Yes. We'll know if he's the guy or if this was just a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. But at least for this week, we can be excited about potentially what Will Levis is bringing to to the table here for for the Tennessee Titans. Then Chico Conquo, 6.7 points. You know, who, who cares? Uh, the Eagles and the Commanders, the Eagles winning this game 38-31. to 31. Another game where the Commanders, you know, really brought it to the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts was awesome. DeAndre Swift, I, I tell you what, the 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 butt shove, that the fake butt shove for DeAndre Swift to get a touchdown, that was nice. Yeah, it's a good play call. I appreciated that. And I'm listen, I'm not the biggest butt shove guy, but that that I can appreciate. That was yeah. really, really, really nice. The receivers for the Falcons, AJ Brown was awesome yet again. That's now another game of 130 yards receiving for AJ Brown. Has 127 yards receiving in every single game. Since week number three, Devonta Smith finally having a a huge, much needed bounce back game. Seven for 99 and a touchdown for Devonta Smith. And then Dallas Goddard, a Dallas Goddard game in all estimations. Four for 36 on seven targets for the commanders. Sam Howell. Sam Howell has looked good when he's had to look good. He's looked stinky when he's looked stinky. This is a this is a game again where he looked really really good and do I dare say it? I, I kind of think the two best games that he just for me in the eye test, not necessarily for for fantasy purposes, but just on the eye test, the two best games that he's played this year have both been against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, they have. He looked he looked great. 
He looked absolutely great today. He says season high in yards, season high in dropbacks, season high in completion percentage, as well as touchdowns. Sam Howell was great. And if you start, if you started him, good for you, because you definitely reaped the rewards of that start. Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 12 touches for Brian Robinson. Antonio Gibson, seven touches. Jake. Panicometer on Brian Robinson. It's an eight. I'm worried. Is he droppable? No. Is he droppable if he has another stinker next week? Yeah. And then the receivers, Jahan Dotson, a huge day for Jahan Dotson. Eight catches for 108 yards on 10 targets. Terry McLaurin, a very nice day for him as well. Five for 63 and a touchdown. I want to spend some time talking about Jahan Dotson, Jake. If Jahan Dotson is available on your waivers, and odds are in some leagues, maybe in 10-team leagues, he will be. Are you dropping 20% of your fab to go get Jahan Dotson? Yeah, I think he's a must-add this week if he's on waivers. Maybe he's starting to turn it around. You could only hope so. You could only hope so. Week 9, they go to Foxborough and take on the Patriots. This could be another game where Jahan Dotson stands out if Bill Belichick is going to be the one to take Terry McLaurin away. Yeah. And Logan Thomas also scoring for the Washington Commanders. That's really what you're looking for out of your tight ends. If your tight ends are scoring, then you are happy. If your tight ends are not scoring, odds are you are sad. Let's go to Seattle. And the Seattle Seahawks, Cleveland Browns, Seahawks winning this game on a last-minute drive, 24-20. to Geno Smith, uh, just a solid Geno game. Not much to it. That's the that's the Geno Smith special. It really is. Kenneth Walker, not necessarily his best his best game, did not score. Uh, Jake, any concerns with, with with Kenneth Walker? No. Yeah, still, I would still fire. I would still fire him up. Just a stinky, stinky, stinky week for Kenneth Walker and the receivers. Honestly, all four of them, all four of them had, had, had solid enough days. Obviously, you're disappointed in, in, with DK Metcalf a little bit. Uh, it's kind of been meh this year from. From from Metcalf, I mean the targets were there, but the catches definitely weren't. Tough matchup versus Denzel Ward, Jake. The worryometer for DK Metcalf, a three. He'll be fine. Tyler Lockett was great in this game, eight for eighty-one, and a touchdown for him. Uh, Jake, where's the confidence in Tyler Lockett versus DK Metcalf? Well, I would still rather play Metcalf. Lockett's going to have these games; uh, he always okay. does. So. Uh, I'm not really like thinking about it too much because Lock Lockett's capable of a big game. We've seen him count countless times. Jackson Smith and Jigba second strike game with a touchdown. Jake is Jackson Smith and Jigba startable in twelve team leagues. Yes, he is. He's a flex option for sure. Is he startable in ten? No. And Jake Bobo getting a touchdown. It's just annoying. A rushing touchdown. That's now his second one. In the last two weeks. Yeah, he is annoying. He's very annoying. Who wants to see Jake Bobo? Not me. Not me. For the Cleveland Browns. PJ Walker, stinky, but you were never starting PJ Walker. Ever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Never. Uh, for the Browns and their running backs, Jerome Ford, 10 touches for him. 
Kareem Hunt, 15 touches. Kareem Hunt also scoring. I think this really comes down to Jerome Ford coming into the game, banged up, was dealing with that ankle injury, did not miss any time. If they said it was going to miss maybe a week or two. Uh, Jake, who's the running back you want to have rest of the season here? Kareem Jerome Hunt Ford. Ford. Still Jerome, Jerome Ford? Ford? Yes. Are both startable? Yes. Uh, once Ford's 100%, Hunt is not startable. Okay. The receivers for the Browns, Amari Cooper, nice bounce back game after last week's dud versus the Colts. Outside of that, no one else really doing much of any interest for the Browns. And then David Njoku scoring for the for scoring for the Browns, first touchdown of the year. Jake, if David Njoku was available, are you adding him in your fantasy leagues? No. That is spectacular. Let's go to the Baltimore Ravens and the Arizona Cardinals. Lamar Jackson. It was a it was a dud game, 31-24. We both said it on last on last week's program. We were previewing this game. It was gonna be a lot closer than people thought. It was a lot closer than people thought, Jake. Yeah. The bottom line is Cardinals play people tough. They just don't win. Yeah, it's, that's full credit to to Jonathan Gannon, who has his guys who has his guys playing even though they are not necessarily getting the results. Gus Edwards, a three-touchdown game for him, 29.4 full-point PPR points. Jake, is Gus Edwards a top 24 running back rest of season? Yes. Would you rather start Gus Edwards or either Carolina running back? Hmm. Gus. Gus or either Cleveland running back for rest of the season? Ford. Gus or Rashad White? Gus, but it's that, that one's pretty close. Gus or Aaron Jones? You have to think Jones is going to figure it out at some point. This I week, would hope so. This week, Gus. Um, but until I see it from Aaron Jones, Gus. Gus or either Minnesota running back? Madison. Still Madison. Still Madison. And then for the wide receivers, a stinky day for for all the wide receivers. Odo Beckham did not catch a ball. Rashad Bateman, the leading points getter for the receiver position in Baltimore. And then Mark Andrews scoring a touchdown in this game. That is now three touchdowns in the last two weeks for Mark Andrews. Kind of a little, a little touchdown dependent. Has caught only four balls in each of the last three games. So 4-4-4. Four, four, four. But he's scoring. And if as long as he's scoring, he'll be fine for 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 you and your fast teams. But you just want to see a bit more in in the yardage department from Mark Andrews. All right, this is the game I really want to talk about: the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, the the Broncos win this game twenty four to nine. Patrick Mahomes, all I know is that if you were not on a team of mine, you would not have the flu. You'd be playing in this game and you'd be out there just ripping me apart, as you always do. Yeah, um, I'm not very happy with him at the moment. Chiefs will be fine though. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's be, the moral of the story is you're still starting your Chiefs. Yeah, they'll be they'll be completely fine when when their guy is uh, when the number one guy is down and with the flu. Yeah, it's it's not not necessarily very uh, very. Conducive 
shall we say, for sustainable, good, solid fantasy production. Um, I do want to talk about Travis Kelsey a little bit. Travis Kelsey's only really had one monster game, and that was last week versus the Chargers. Mr. Burtzels, he's still the number one fantasy tight end. What's yes, there, what's there yes absolutely, absolutely. That's not where I'm going with this. Where I'm going with this is, say you took Travis Kelsey in back end of round one, early part of round two. Oh, you're disappointed. You're probably not doing well this year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's why you don't. That's why you listen to me and don't take tight ends uh, that early. Correct. Correct. You can't field the team. No, no, you can't. You're always going to be shorthanded when you when you go ahead when you go ahead and do that. And yep. hopefully for anybody that that did do that, hopefully they are learning their lesson. Uh, Russell Wilson, nice day for him. Javante Williams able to score in, in the game. Jerry Judy. Jake is Jerry Judy on the starting radar again? Not quite. Let's see it again. Okay. See it again. I like that. And then Cortland Sutton, that's another touchdown now for Cortland Sutton, has scored in every game this year but two against the Redskins. The, for the Redskins, nice. The Commanders and the Jets. All right. Let's go and talk about the 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Old Blue Eyes. He's back. You love him. You love him. 31 to 17. Joey B coming off of the bye. I mean, you 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 just kind of knew that this was a possibility that they, they get their shit together over the bye. Uh Jake, this is not necessarily a a fantasy question. This is more of a just a football question in general. After what you saw from the Bengals yesterday, are they the favorites in the AFC? No. Still think, think I just think the ref I just think the refs are going to do everything imaginable to get the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I agree with that. That I can agree with. I, I right, like it's just I, I just know it. I do too. I do too. And that that's definitely the conspiracy theorist in me talking, but I, I honestly I don't care. Oh, you know it. Of course. Because they want to show they want to show Taylor Swift five hundred thousand times during the Super Bowl. Yes. Hell, I'd be I'd be shocked if she wasn't doing halftime. Me too. Oh, you know who's doing halftime? Usher. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of modern music. That's not even modern. Usher hasn't been a thing in like ten years. I know. It's nuts. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be really vibing to Usher. Like, no offense, but, I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, Joe Mixon, a really, really nice day for Joe Mixon. 16 for 87, a touchdown from Joe Mixon. Jake, is Joe Mixon startable every single week? Every single week. For the receivers, Jamar Chase, well, that guy's really good, isn't he? Oh, my God, 10 for 101. I mean, Jamar Chase was looking okay, even with Joe Burrow being meh. With the calf, now that Joe Burrow looks like he's a hundred percent, I mean the sky's the limit now for Jamar Chase. I feel like that this is like this is when the Bengals season started. It was, that we, their week one was this week against the 49ers. Yeah, it's back on track and uh, in a big way. In a big way. I mean, what can you say? And you're firing them all up. 
Are you firing? Are you firing up T Higgins? I, I think so. Better day, Amy. He had a, a more encouraging day. He just didn't score. Um, better day is certainly ahead for T Higgins. I think. You're starting him versus Buffalo. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm starting everybody against Buffalo. I think even Tyler Boyd is interesting against Buffalo. In 12 team leagues, you'd start. Yeah, I think how I about, would. How about in in uh, in 10 man full PPR? No, I wouldn't go As Boyd. But Higgins, Higgins, yes. As a flex. No, not Boyd. No. Uh, for the 49ers. <laughs> Their Super Bowl was in week five. Congratulations. I can't wait for them to raise the banner in Levi Stadium. Week five Super Bowl champions, San Francisco 49ers. Fuck them. That's all I got to say. Jake, is it time we have, it's time we have a discussion about Brock Purdy? I wouldn't be surprised if we see Sam Darnold sometime soon. If, I would not uh, be Purdy... surprised either. If Purdy does, I mean, it's starting to look like the the rose is falling off the bloom, right? Or whatever the hell you want. Petals falling off the bloom. Yeah. A little bit with with Brock Purdy. Yeah. The last three weeks, he has three touchdowns to five picks. That was after a four-touchdown, no-pick day against the Cowboys. Had not thrown a pick all year before week six against the Browns. I mean, I mean, and it doesn't, it doesn't get much easier in terms of home dates for the Niners. The remaining home games that they have, the Bucks, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Rams, there are way days, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Cardinals, and the Commanders. This is a big week for Brock Purdy, man. He has to. They're on the bye this week. Oh no, I'm saying yeah. When they get back from the bye, that's a huge against against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. That big big time week, a humongous week for for the 49ers when they have they have to get their shit together. Oh, that guy Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's uh, yeah he's he's fine. I guess um, the receivers. No Debo, Brandon Ayuk. He's good. Yep. He's good. I like him. That's another 100 yard day for Brandon Ayuk. Only thing he didn't do was score. Has not scored since week number one. Jake, is that a little concerning for Ayuk? It kind of stinks. Yeah. I don't like that, but he's still terrific. And then George Kittle, nine catches for 149 yards on 11 targets. Still has one game where he scored a touchdown. That's when he scored three against the Cowboys. Outside of that, he's done Ugats. It's it's crazy. Like I said, I hope they enjoy their week five banner. I hope they enjoy it. And then the last game of the Sunday window, we have the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers winning this game 30-13. to Tyson Bajan should have done more. Should have done more, but uh, yeah, you were never really starting Tyson Bajan. Um, anyway, uh, Darrington Evans. It's such a mess. <laughs> yep, that was on my bingo card that that Darrington Evans was gonna was gonna be the guy. Yep, I saw that coming. It's it, it's a disaster. It it is an absolute disaster. Jake, watch, are I'll you... bench John. I'm sorry. I'll bench no, the Foreman. I'll bench Deontay Foreman next week, and then freaking he'll score twice. Of course. 
Of course. Just it just that's just how it works. Uh Jake, are you dropping all the Bears running backs? I don't think I would drop Foreman. And obviously you're not. I would drop Roshan Johnson. He's done. Um okay. I would keep Herbert, obviously, on my IR because he'll be the yes, guy when course. he gets back. Of but course. uh I would keep I would hold on to Foreman just to say. DJ Moore, very stinky performance from him. Four for fifty-five. He needs Justin Fields back in a big way. Yes, 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 yes. Uh Darnell Mooney. Caught the 41-yard catch to start the game. All of a sudden, I think we all kind of – our eyes opened up, and we are just like, oh, okay, this might be something. We might yeah. be good here. We might be good here. Uh, yeah, no. It just got progressively worse, didn't it? Yeah, that team is just off. They're, they're so poorly coached, too. I, I don't know how Matt Eberflus is going to keep his job beyond this year. He he should be fired. Uh, yeah, I I completely agree. Um, And then outside of that, Cole Komet – he had a nice, a very, very, very nice game for him. 10 for 79, caught all 10 of his targets. And a nice bounce back game for the Los Angeles Chargers. And they needed that. They so needed get that right. in a big way. Just, Justin Herbert looked really, really good. 298 and three. Austin Eckler looked like Austin Eckler. 15 for 29, not the best rushing day in the world, but seven catches. That definitely was the the platform that, that Austin Eckler most definitely needed. Keenan Allen, very solid day for him. Quentin Johnson, five for 50. Buy into the Quentin Johnson shares, especially in Dynasty. If you can get your hands on Quentin Johnson in Dynasty, I would def I would definitely do it. Yep. It's he's coming along. Coming along slowly. Coming along slowly. Then Josh Palmer, you could you could just tell that he was not a hundred percent uh that knee he uh, he re-injured during the game exited and came back but not not a hundred percent at all um definitely worth monitoring on this week's injury reports but there if there is no josh palmer then we're looking at potentially receiving core of keenan allen quinton johnston and then donald parham who the dream it came true no gerald everett donald parham got a full run and what did he do he scored donald parham <laughs> If there's no Gerald Everett, I'd start him. Tough matchup this week for the Chargers, though. They got to go play the Jets on Monday Night Football at home. Yes, they the do. The Jets are home. And we've seen what the Jets have done at home to these big-time quarterbacks this year. And we've also seen what, what happens when these West Coast teams come East. Yeah. That, that their numbers, their numbers are always, for the most part, numbers are always down. Yeah, that should be an interesting game on Monday night. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So that is going to be it for the week number eight review. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. For Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back later this week with our week nine previews. And then, of course, on Saturday, the week nine mailbag. Submit your questions, and Jake and I will be there to answer them all, along with start of the week, deep sleeper of the week, and so much more shenanigans. We'll catch you then. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Bye-bye.